0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Fantasy Zone presented by Dimes. I am your host, Carter, and today I have a question for you. You ever draft Josh Smith? You ever think, hey, I'll take a flyer, Andrea Bargnani? Monte Ellis, that person fits my category build perfectly. And then, after you've taken this well-calculated, thought-out pick the chat starts blowing up, and your league fellows and fellettes start slamming you hard. Oh man, he's super inefficient. What are you doing? Are you trying to tank? This isn't a dynasty league. Oh, at least I know I'm not going to be in last place this year. Those low jabs can sting, but it's even better when you can throw them back in their face, right? There are these players who because of public perception, for one reason or the other, are undervalued. But when you look at their stats, one, they're usually consistent because they may be ball hogs or they may make a lot of money. So the team feels like, oh, we have to give this player lots of minutes and opportunity to succeed, to prove our poor business decisions correct. For whatever reason, these guys are fantasy valuable. And yet... Every year, they go way lower than they should because, I think, of fear of getting slammed by your friends. I was the laugher one year. Mentioned this before. My friend picked Jeremy Grant. He was the laffy, And then his team made it to the playoffs, and my team did not. This was the first year Jeremy Grant was on the Pistons, folks. And it was a sad year for me because that, that laughing was in a public league email, not just in a one-on-one conversation. So the history books will look poorly upon me in that moment. We all have our mistakes. We all fall siege to public group think. But I'm trying to avoid that this year. I'm gonna try to help you avoid that this year by creating the all Who's Laughing Now team. A group of guys, NBA players who You may get laughed at on draft night, but you will be the one laughing after the season is over. How are we going to find these guys? Well, a few things. One, you want guys who are viewed to be like inefficient or ball hogs, especially in guards. So we're looking for, you're thinking of a player who you wouldn't want to play basketball with. If you want to play basketball with this person, it's probably not a great guy for this team. The other thing is, Whether you're in an NBC crime drama or you're drafting for fantasy basketball, you got to follow the money. Find the highest paid players on each team. I bet that player, especially if they're on a bad team, is going to see some serious playing time. Let's get to it. Let's get to the bench of the all who's laughing now team. And is there a better player to round out our bench then Washington's own Kristaps Porzingis, the zinger K.P. In New York, he was pretty efficient, and then he started getting injured, right? That's when the problems happened. Now, I'm not saying Kristaps Porzingis is not going to be injured next year, but I am saying you should draft him if you play in a league with multiple IR spots, okay? Because... That's what they're for. You bring him up when he's good, because when he is healthy, he has been averaging since he was in Dallas and also in his little stint with the Wizards this last quarter of a season, twenty points and over eight rebounds a game. And with his, in Washington, he had twenty two points, eight point eight rebounds, two point nine assists, and a block and a half a game with only one point six turnovers. So Christoph's Porzingis, he's going to get you laughed at. But you got that IR spot for a reason. Put him down there whenever he's healthy. Bring him out. And Washington, they're going to play him because he's making the big, big bucks. And they also don't have a huge uh, big man rotation. Christoph's Porzingis is a great guy to round out the who's laughing now bench. He just produces. Maybe it doesn't contribute to winning basketball. It doesn't but it does contribute to winning fantasy basketball. This next guy is a personal favorite of mine. Death, taxes, and this guy getting a block and a steal per game. It's Robert Covington. No matter the situation, Bobby Cove is getting you a block and a steal. And usually with around a turnover a game or fewer. Last season, the last 30 games he played for the Clippers post Trailblazers trade, he averaged 1.3 steals, 1.2 blocks, and 0.7 turnovers. He'll give you five rebounds and 10 points for free. But if you're in a Cats league and you just need consistently, he's getting them every game A block and a steal, this is your guy. There's not that many guys in the league who can get you a block and a steal per game and play a ton, and especially is not a big man. Robert Covington, of the nine seasons that Robert Covington has played in the NBA, only four times has he not gotten a full block and a full steal per game. Three of those times were the first three years of his career, and then the other time, He averaged 0.9 blocks, and that was the fifth year of his career. Since the fifth year of his career, he has averaged over a block and a steal per game. He's fantastic. If you want to win those categories, put him on your team. You may think he's old. The People may say, oh, he's not going to get a lot of minutes. That doesn't matter. He averaged 22 minutes with the Clippers last year, and he's still got a block and a steal. He must know this is his thing. This is what value he brings. Because no matter the minutes he plays, no matter the team, whether it's Trailblazers, Minnesota, the Rockets, the Clippers, Philadelphia... He's getting a steal and a block. Lock it in, folks. Lock. Robert Covington, who's laughing now? You will be laughing. This one might be a hard sell, but you got to buckle up and trust me, I will guide you through this ride. He is a Minnesota Timberwolf. He is not Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, or Jada McDaniels, or Kyle Anderson. <laughs> He is D'Angelo Russell. I know, you're probably laughing at me right now. Check the name of the podcast, folks. Who's laughing now? Calm down. One, he's going to be 26 next season. Two, since his fourth year, he has averaged above 18 points per game. Three, seven assists last season with a rising star in Anthony Edwards, with an established star. Carl Anthony Towns, who do we think is going to be in charge of getting Rudy Gobert the ball on those pick and rolls? How do we think Rudy's going to score if it's not an assist from D'Angelo Russell? Anthony Edwards is an an explosive scorer, but he is not an elite playmaker at this point. D'Angelo Russell is going to have to do something. And that thing I predict is going to be make his free throws. He shot 82% last year. Make his threes. 34 percent last year 38 the year before i think we'll meet somewhere in the middle of rise from 34 from last year as he'll be able to take less long threes hopefully and he's getting you over a steal a game you know i love a steal give me those defensive stats his turnover turnover to assist ratio last year 7.1 assists to 2.5 turnovers This is a fantastic person to have on your fantasy basketball team, points league or categories. D'Angelo Russell, going to be turning 26? Get rid of all the other noise of the Timberwolves. If you can get this guy late in the draft because one people just don't like D'Angelo ever since he ratted out Nick Young way back in the day on the Lakers. Shout out Nick Young. Shout out Iggy Azalea, I believe. (laughs) Nick fact check me on that. And then... Deandre Russell is going to be the backup guard on our Who's Laughing Now team because there's probably not a bigger gap in the NBA between public perception of this player and then actual output. I mean, I think people think he probably shoots, like, horribly, but his effective field goal percentage is over 50%. This guy is an, is, is an efficient player who averages seven assists a game, is willing to pass the ball, Take D'Angelo Russell. You're going to be laughing at the end of the season. So for the bench, we got Russell, Robert Covington, Christoph Porzingis, three guys that I bet you probably haven't heard about in many other fantasy basketball pods. After the break, we're going to get into the starting lineup of the Who's Laughing Now fantasy team. We are back, and for the first member of our Who's Laughing Now starting lineup, we're going to start with the center and work our way up to that guard. It is a man down in San Antonio, Mr. Consistency, Mr. Plays a Lot of Games, oh, Jakob Pertl, the starting center for the San Antonio Spurs. Last year, he averaged a career-high 13 points, 9.3 rebounds. Good on you, Jakob. 1.7 1.7 blocks this guy people may not outwardly laugh at you but there, it's a more of a like ha 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 who is that guy again who does he play for ha 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 that kind of laugh a little secret laugh he took zero threes last year so don't be concerned about that his field goal percentage was 61 percent his free throw percentage was 49%. Now, that is bad, but but he only takes two a game. So this isn't tanking anyone's free throw percentage. Don't worry about it. What we're looking at is the only proven NBA starter on this team, Jakob Pertle for the San Antonio Spurs. I love the Spurs, but I'll say it, Jakob's the guy and I don't know who else is getting rebounds He's getting those putbacks. If he doesn't average over 10 rebounds per game next year, especially with the subtraction of DeJounte Murray, one of the best rebounding guards in the league. Jakob, Jakob could lead the league in rebounds next year, especially with Rudy, the usual leader of that stat playing next to another big man for the first time in his career. The Jazz would just funnel rebounds to him. Now he's got Carl Anthony Towns. He doesn't want those numbers to go down. Jakob Pertl could be the guy. Don't expect a lot of points, but if you just want to eat a ton of rebounds, Jakob Pertl's the guy, 100%. Another big man, a power forward. Basically, you know, Jakob Pertl, no spotlight on him. This guy, about the biggest spotlight you could have. He is a New York Nick. I believe he will remain a New York Knick w- w- whether or not the Donovan Mitchell trade happens. We got Julius Randle. If he was better, like Julius, obviously tons of great nickname potential there. Shout out basketball reference for Orange Julius and Don Julio. And also Beyblade, basketball reference. Really, just any if anyone ever called this player a name one time, it's on basketball reference nickname list, Beyblade. Anyone who understands why Julius Randle is called Beyblade, please, please email me. Dimespod at gmail dot com. Julius Randle, tons of scrutiny, a down year last year. But a down year? Twenty points, nine point nine rebounds? Five assists, come on, seventy-five percent from the free throw line. Yeah, he had a down year. He's twenty-seven. He got his big contract. I think he's going to be back to prove himself. And honestly, I'll take that down year. That down year sounds like a pretty good year to me. Twenty points, almost ten rebounds, and five assists. That you know, that's a great big man. If you are looking to compete in points and assists, and you don't want to throw away rebounds each week. Julius Randle. The year before, he was 24, 10, and 6. So really, what took the biggest dip was just his scoring efficiency. But that is the outlier year. Of the last four years of his career, 21 points, 19 points, 24, his all-star year with the Knicks, and then 20, last season. If you give me 20, 10, and 5, Julius... That's fantastic. We're going to go to the playoffs together, buddy. So draft Julius Randle. I don't care what anyone says about Donna Mitchell or whatever, or Tibbs wearing these players down. It's clear that in whatever situation, Julius, you know, one of those years is with the Pelicans. Julius is going to get to 20 and 10. Fellows and fellettes, as I said before, and now is becoming a trademark staple of the pod. Another trademark staple of the pod is me talking about Jeremy Grant because he's got to be the starting small forward of this team. Because now there's a whole new opportunity to bash old Jeremy as he is on a brand new team, the Portland Trailblazers. Last season in Detroit, 19 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, only 1.8 turnovers, a block, 0.9 steals. People think this guy is just out there all alone in Detroit. That team was extremely dysfunctional and he's still putting out pretty big numbers the year before in Detroit. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. I mean, he's going to go to Portland, be in a functional offense, and still have lots of opportunity to score. It's him, Dame, and Simons who I believe will be kind of that Chris Paul, James Harden situation where they split minutes leading the offense. So I don't think Simons and Dame are going to go out there like CJ and Dame would. One, it's a different coach than they had back then. Now they get Chauncey Billups, who I think understands the concept of like one guy needs to kind of run this offense. Jeremy Grant can benefit from that. I'm not going to slander him anymore. And I feel like I have to put him on this team, whether I believe it or not, because I am the one who was laughing at the victor of that pick. So, Jeremy Grant, welcome to the team. You're basically the founder of it. Now, moving on to the shooting guard. Mr. Kevon Herder, the Red Mamba. Red Velvet, only 12 points per game. Three rebounds, two assists, but you're getting a solid two threes per game on around 38% shooting. Last three seasons, 38, 36, 39% shooting. So you can get him around that 38 range, especially next year when, you know, he only started... He started 60 games for the Hawks last year, 49 the year before. You're looking at the starting shooting guard of the Sacramento Kings, folks. Darren Fox, Kevin Herter, Barnes, Keegan Murray, Sabonis, maybe. Maybe Murray's off the bench, but Herter's got to start because he's a shooter and that team needs shooting. I'm looking for a jump from Mr. about to turn 24, Kevin Herter. He can play guard forward which I love in categories whenever you have that shooting guard small forward guy who you can put in like five different spots in your starting lineup, at least on ESPN. He is a good shooter, and I wanted a guy who you're going to pick later in the the rounds. Everyone else besides old Covington, you're probably still getting in the first six rounds minimum Herder is going to be one of those picks at the end where people are like, Why'd you just waste a pick on Kevin Herder? We all know what he's going to do. But he has a big potential to rise up and be a starting shooting guard on a team that, as always, the Sacramento Kings, trying to push for playoff success. And this guy does actually contribute to winning basketball. Kevin Herder. Surprising. But welcome to the team, Kevin Herder is one of the guards in the starting lineup. The next guard is about as opposite from Kevin Harder as you could possibly get, and he will be revealed right after this. (music) This player played 78 games last season availability is the best ability folks especially in fantasy doesn't matter what the guy's stats are if he only plays 20 games a season shout out Kawhi leonard sky plays in california he averages seven assists seven rebounds and he's probably in the top three least liked players in the nba it's russell westbrook 18 points seven assists seven rebounds and 78 games played no he's not a good shooter no you don't want to want him taking a three But if you're looking at raw stats, 18, 7, and 7, not many players getting that quality of stat that you can get outside of the first two rounds of your draft. And you're getting Russell Westbrook outside of the first two rounds of your draft, folks. Yes, he's getting old, but he plays. What did I say before? Follow the money. One of the highest paid players in the league next year. Is there a chance he gets traded to a team and then sat for the season. Yes, there is a chance. But sometimes you gotta take those big swings to prove it to the haters out there. And the league champion of one of my leagues I participated in last year, had Russell Westbrook on his team. It's Nick. It's the editor of this podcast. He's hearing this right now, and he's hearing the anger before anyone else hears the anger. He beat me on the back of Russell Westbrook continuing to play basketball. 78 games played, folks, on a team that wasn't even in the play You can't keep Russell Westbrook down and Darvin Ham is not Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich or Pat Riley. Shout out Darvin Ham, Texas Tech. But what I mean by that is he's not going to be able to bench Russell Westbrook. There just hasn't been a situation like that in basketball in recent memory where you have this guy making 40 mil that just gets sat on the bench. He's just a bench player. He's just a six man. Because that looks bad on Rob Palenka as the GM, slash as LeBron, the shadow GM, who made this trade. Russell Westbrook will play, and that was about as bad as it could have possibly gone last year. And it st- he still was 18-7-7. Seven, seven. The last time he was at that low, when he it's when he played next to James Harden in Houston. And he was 27, a lot better. Seven and eight. So this was about as bad as it could possibly go. And he's still getting those boards and assists. This guy's the captain of the Who's Laughing Now team. He will lead you to success in a points league in categories. I bet you could steal him in Dynasty. Because this guy will find a way. Life finds a way. Russell Westbrook finds a way to become fantasy valuable this is the guy, folks. <laughs> the who's laughing now, captain leading a team of Kevin Herter, Jeremy Grant, Julius Randle, Jakob Pertle, and coming off the bench, D'Angelo Russell, Robert Covington, and Kristaps Porzingis. What a collection of guys. If that was an actual NBA rotation, I think, I think we're looking at a ninth seed. Maybe, maybe get that win in the first game of the play-in. Folks, what do you think? But, now I don't want all of these guys on my fantasy team, because I don't know what categories we're winning with that. But, don't be afraid. Take the risk. Pick this guy. Take the jabs on draft night. But after that, you will be kicking back and watching as those counting stats roll in, and so do the weekly wins. I loved making this team, folks. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Check out our Twitter feed at DimesPod on Twitter. Some great content that will continue to roll out as we get closer to the season. Email us, DimesPod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to the Fantasy Zone. A bit of a short one, but that's alright folks, we're easing into the season. Here's a whole team for you, the Who's Laughing Now team. You're welcome. And make sure to check out our Friday pod, the Dime's Anchor Podcast, as we go deep into the salary cap with a special guest, the first guest of the pod this season... And we draft a team and we have to get them under the salary cap. It was a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be, folks. But it was a really interesting podcast. Highly recommend you check it out. Thanks again. Talk to you next time. Adios.